0: Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Gerald Bourget and Espo. Saul will be back next week. He's on vacation uh, for the remainder of this week. and Wish We're happy we to have you guys back. Yeah. we got a lot more to talk about today. Um as the title of the show states, the aftermath. Right, a lot more has come out over the last twenty-four hours, including a press conference today from Adam Silver himself. Uh, more information, more things to discuss. So, do you guys just want to get right on into it?
1: Might as well. There's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be another one. So let's get into mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
0: So we'll start with the Adam Silver press conference and we'll kind of go through a couple of the bullet points that stood out to us, the things that we feel like we need to talk about. We'll start with uh, this clip that he, where he stated basically the standards are different if you're an owner or anybody else.
2: I think everybody in this room would agree that if any of us had said or done even a small percentage of the things that Robert Sarver has been shown to have said and done, we would be fired. And I assume that anybody working at Olympic Tower, if they had done even a percentage of that, would be fired. And anybody who worked for any of your 30 teams would easily be fired. Why would there be a different standard? And Understanding the complications of removing an owner, why should there be a different standard for the owner of an NBA team than there would be for everybody
3: who works in this league? Fair question. I, I'd only say you, you alluded to it, Howard, that there are particular rights here of someone who owns an NBA team as as opposed to somebody who's an employee. The equivalent of a $10 million fine and a one year suspension, I don't know how to measure that against a job, but I have certain authority by virtue of this organization and that's what I exercised. Um, I don't have the right to take away his team. I don't wanna rest on that neat legal point because of course there could be a process to take away someone's team in this league. It's very involved. And I ultimately made the decision that it didn't rise to that level. But to me, the consequences are severe here on Mr. Sarver. Reputationally, it's hard to even make those comparisons to somebody who commits an inappropriate act in the workplace in somewhat of an anonymous fashion versus what is a, a huge public issue now Around this person, so there's no neat answer here. I mean, it's other other than owning property, the rights that come with 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 owning an NBA team. um, You know how that's set up within our constitution. um, What it would take to remove that team, you know, from his control. Is a very involved process, and it's different than holding a job. It just is when 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 you actually um, own a, a team. It's a, it's it's just a very different proposition. Second row, the right, Tanya? Uh, Tanya Gung. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So basically, he said the quiet parts out loud.
3: Yeah, and mm-hmm.
0: I,
1: I don't, I don't know. I it befuddles me. That's the only word I can come up with. I'm I'm very. It just – it's crazy to me that he simply can look in the camera and point blank say, well, yeah, we'd fire anybody else, but this guy's got a lot of money and owns this team, so, yeah, we can't. And even though we've seen it happen before, we saw the precedence. It was set with, uh, with Donald Sterling, uh, but they're not – this feels very much like they were just not – willing to go as far as they want there.
2: Right, and he literally said that he could have given Sarver a longer suspension. That was within his jurisdiction, and he landed on one year because he felt that was appropriate. He said there was no discussion about removing him as owner or, um, you know, him selling the franchise or anything like that. This was the path of least resistance, and it was a stark reminder of who works for whom in this power dynamic, and it was it was sickening and that's not to let silver off the hook because he didn't seem ready for questions that he should have known we're covering. That's the most I've seen him stutter or be uncertain. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I keep going back to imagine being one of the people that was the subject of one of these stories, one of these many stories that we read about over the last few days And watching this press conference and seeing him bumble over his words and defend the actions after calling his actions indefensible at the start of the press conference, Mm -hmm. I would be sick to my stomach watching this. The NBA failed each and every one of the people that came forward, that broke NDAs to do so, that cooperated with investigators, that relived trauma in some instances. The NBA sent a clear message about what it will tolerate, as long as you are this person that's an owner, as long as you are a person in power. And it's a message we've been hearing over and over in life in general in this country for a while now. And to hear, you know, for me, covering an NBA team is my dream job. Like, this is what I have always wanted to do. And it kills me to think about the people that have worked for the Suns, including the both of you, people that I've become friends with, that have had to endure this type of work environment and have their dream job shattered and and turn it into a living nightmare and then to be told by the commissioner of the NBA that it's bad, but it's not that bad. This is what we settled on. It's sickening. It,
1: It wasn't even it's bad, but not that bad. It was we understand but he gets to live by different rules. I mean, mm-hmm. it was literally, that was the message. It was almost word for word, what came out of Adam Silver's mouth, and you're right. Look, I'll admit it, I'm biased in this, because I did experience it. I read that report, and I know exact people that it's talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't. I, I would never out any of them in talking about this, but I read every word of that report, and I know the specific people in a lot of those instances, and it's not okay. People look at it and think these are bullet points in a report by some lawyers, but these are personal stories. These are people that were hurt greatly. People who now have anxiety issues or are sick because of, uh, you know, in some cases because of uh, of the stress that they went through. People who, you know, had dream careers shattered because of it, and. And the league, the people that are, first off, the people that were supposed to protect them, the HR group in this in the Suns, didn't do what they needed to. The mm-hmm. report states that they basically, uh, for a large portion of Sarver's tenure, hid things, slid things under the rug, uh, were incompetent, is what the report comes to. And, oh, well, they changed it as of 2021. Congratulations. <laughs> Okay. not because
0: they had to, because previous people in that department retired. mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Didn't get didn't get shown the door. No, no, they retired. Uh,
0: And and then we bring up HR is there to protect the company, not the employees, though. Yeah, we get that. But there's a difference between protecting the company and then also literally harming the employees in the same process. It's one thing to say, hey, we're going to have a conversation between the two of you. We're going to squash it think we're going to move on. It's another thing to literally harm the employees while doing that, quote unquote, protecting of the company i'm
1: sorry that's bullshit hr is there to protect both parties Mm -hmm. that's what they're hired to do that's why you have to read these handbooks and go through this training it's supposed to set the standard and it's supposed to provide a safe place i don't care that they're employees of the company and in the end uh you know that their money comes from the company they are there to do a job and they failed they they were derelict in their responsibilities they did not protect people Uh, they didn't even protect the company because they didn't keep records of what was going on. They failed on both sides of the fence, and that's not okay.
2: I will say because there is this idea that Silver addressed in the press conference, and I've seen it on Twitter, seeing it in our comments now, about this possibility that maybe Sarver has changed, that maybe he's evolved, that don't you believe that people deserve a second chance or can change And I believe that people can change. They have to want to change. They have to show us that they can change. And when somebody shows you their whole ass, in this case, literally in front of another employee, you need to believe them. And that's all the evidence says to the contrary that Sarver has changed. The fact that he was fighting this and refuting this a year ago when the ESPN report first surfaced, the fact that in his statement, he started with... There are some particulars of this that I still dispute and then apologize for his act. Like, no, if you are a remorseful person taking accountability, that's not what you do. It
0: wasn't even apologizing for the actions. It was apologizing if you were offended.
2: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Sorry, you were offended by Mm -hmm. my actions. But according to Adam Silver, those actions weren't meant to be mean Mm-hmm. That how, wasn't his heart. wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. It was just words. How,
1: how how can you judge that either? Like, I'm I'm sorry. You can't judge the the intent in that way. Uh, and and your second your, your point about second chances. I believe in that too. Mm-hmm. But that second chance comes when somebody says to you in 2004, don't use that word. Mm-hmm. Or somebody comes to you and a female employee com- reports you to somebody and you have a conversation and you stop doing those actions. You want a second chance? That's the second chance. But you know, it, it bothered me when Adam Silver said he's changed because on page 22 of the report, it says, quote, Sarver told a story at a business meeting in twenty twenty one. I, I, I last know year, yeah, that's, you guys that's mm-hmm. last year <laughs> that, about how he learned what a and I'll just say oral sex was as a child. Attendees of the meeting reported that they found the story inappropriate for a work setting. But he's learned mm-hmm. he's
0: learned now that they've caught him. He's learned not to mention. The entire Suns organization knew about the Baxter Homes investigation, including those at the top while it was happening. OK, yes. so we'll be, we'll it was through. happening in 2021. The mm-hmm. investigation was happening. Now, we don't know exactly what date that was made. Those comments were made in this meeting by Robert, mm-hmm. but it was in the same year that the investigation was already going down from Baxter Homes.
1: And the same year that they changed their H.R. Mm-hmm. 2021. These aren't the actions of, of somebody that wants to change. Mm-hmm. These are the actions of somebody that got their hand caught in the cookie jar, for, for lack of a better term. I mean, let's I'm just going to go straight to it. Right. You you saw the the original statement that they sent back. Uh, what was it in October, October 22nd, 2021? Mm -hmm. We understand, quote, we understand that an outlet is considering publishing a proposed story that makes completely baseless claims against the Sun's organization concerning a variety of topics, topics documentary evidence in our possession and eyewitness accounts directly contradict the reporter's accusations. And we were preparing a response to his questions. We urge everyone not to rush to judgment here, especially based on lies, innuendo and a false narrative to attack our organization and its leadership. End quote, I hey, guess when that that was deleted, Yesterday, yesterday. September 13th, 2022, when they released this statement, quote, the NBA's findings concerning the organization, organization focused for the most part on historical matters that have been addressed in recent years, including through meaningful enhancements to our workplace compliance program. At the direction of senior leadership, we have strengthened our culture and focused on creating a workplace where everyone feels included and valued. How do you fix something that you claim never happened, right. that you categorically denied <laughs> even existed and said you had evidence it didn't exist, but
2: somehow you've been fixing it for years? It's it's a pretty interesting about-turn, especially the way they refer to it as historical matters, like it's the fucking Boston Tea Party or something. Well, like, yeah, h- that was yesterday
0: like... was literally historical matters right. if we really want to, like, split hairs here. Yeah.
2: We, we fixed
1: it when the NBA suspended our owner for a year.
0: Like, I just... I
1: I want to believe, deep down I want to believe an organization when they try to tell you something, the people mm. when they try to tell you something. But how do you trust it when within 10 months of each other they've contradicted themselves so massively and then took the step to delete it as if none of us had the receipts, as if none of us ever read the original.
2: Right. And that bothers I, I, me. And it's hard to buy the talk about remorse when – we've seen the about turn with the statements when we've seen adrian Wojnarowski's report that we included on the show yesterday about him fighting the, even this lenient punishment tooth and nail and being acrimonious about that being handed down it's hard to believe he's evolved when he dropped the n-word multiple times back in 2017 and made players uncomfortable then after being told 13 years prior that using the n-word was inappropriate like I, I'm sorry, that just reeks of a lack of accountability, and it's because he doesn't have to, because we get press conferences like today's that defend indefensible actions. Well, and supposedly, according to the report, he sent an
1: email to the league <laughs> in 2016 that included the N-word. Mm-hmm. Now it was spelt with an A, so somehow that made it better, mm-hmm. according to the report, but I mean... Come on! You sent it to the league. Even mm-hmm. that—that's not the actions of somebody that understood what he did was wrong in that case. And that's without even talking about the way he treated the female employees in this report.
0: It's a lot, y'all. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Can
1: I bring some? People keep bringing up Anthony Edwards in his comments. Mm-hmm. He should be—he uh, should have repercussions for what he said as well. Mm-hmm. A- actions deserve repercussions right but these are two completely different things this is the man in power at the very top uh and his actions over 18 years and that's one comment right like the the gravity of it is different and i don't like the comparison
2: no and and to be frank like it can be both we're not here for what like that's yeah. not what this what we should be doing here Yeah, because I didn't
0: see anybody bring up Anthony Edwards when it first happened on this show, wanting us to talk about it. So why are you bringing it up now? Right. Like, did you want us to talk about it or not? It can't <laughs> just be like what Gerald said. Well, what about,
2: mm-hmm. what
0: about this? What about that? Because we could be here forever right. doing that realistically. Um, but yeah, that was one of the biggest things that I think kind of came out of this Adam Silver thing was just how he kept saying he's evolved, he's remorseful, he's taken accountability. There's nuances to the situation, behind-the-scenes information that he has access to that the public doesn't, and that he also had to take into consideration all of the things that Robert has done over the course of his 18-year career as the son's owner, to which I say is complete BS because one, we just discussed the whole evolution thing. Like you can throw that right out the door because it's clearly not the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about the remorseful thing and taking accountability, which also can go thrown right out the door because the statements show that that, he contradicted that Mm -hmm. already. And when you say, yeah, you gotta take things over the course of an 18 year career, you can be, you can do good things and still be a bad person. Mm-hmm. You can do good things while also still doing great harm to multiple people. Mm-hmm. Well, and and you don't get a pass just because you did that good thing that one time.
1: And to be fair, you could be a good person that's done bad things too. But that's not the case here. This just because, well, he's hired African Americans doesn't make it okay for him to use a, a term that's derogatory. Mm-hmm. Like just just because some female – former female employees may have said nice things about him. Doesn't mean it makes it OK for what he did to other female employees. And I get we're all flawed. Every single one of us is flawed in some way or another. But this is a systemic uh, you know, issue that, according to the report, went beyond him as well.
2: Right. This is the same guy that said he hated diversity, that you can see a pattern of him treating his employees like subordinates, like property the way that he revels in making people uncomfortable, in asserting that power dynamic and wielding it as a weapon against the people that work for him. Like I, I got pushback on this idea that oh well they you know they get to work for an NBA team they get to pay, get paid the big bucks which first of all <laughs> no they don't second of all even if it is your dream job coming in if you are subjected to that type of routine harassment and uncomfortability that is not a pleasant work environment anymore that's not your dream job and there's no defense for it but he continues to push the envelope in all of these stories and and it's just i i can't i cannot push back on the notion that oh well they have their dream job like they should just be happy to work for an nba team like that's complete and total horseshit
1: well i mean it was a dream job for me going in in my Mm -hmm. mid-20s to get to work for an nba team and you're right the idea that that it's it's great money it isn't the the truth if you're working at a lower level and but you know you want to you go up against 800 other people mm-hmm. for the job and, and you're excited about it but you know that doesn't make things not okay not to mention
0: you are putting in way more hours than the average job when Mm -hmm. you're working in sports it's you never get a break
1: i I sacrificed a lot of time early in my marriage because i was working uh, all the time Mm -hmm. for a team especially when you're on the digital side what really bothered me was there's some people using the term this is uh, disgruntled employees
3: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: you know i get it i mean but you're You're upset for a reason. Right. You read these things. Wouldn't you be upset if your your wife, your girlfriend, your daughter, your significant other came home and said, this happened to me Mm -hmm. at work? I don't care where you work. That's something you're allowed to be upset about because it's not right. It's inappropriate. It shouldn't happen in a workplace whether your boss has $10 in his pocket or a billion It's not right, and you're allowed to feel a certain way about it. It's not disgruntled employees. It's people who were impacted by the actions of somebody and multiple people in positions of power ahead of them.
2: Right. Just imagine if you were someone that was in one of these, in any one of these stories, really, or someone close to you was in any one of these stories, and you were told by the NBA commissioner, we have to look at the totality of his 18 years in charge when this has a 43-page document detailing horrific things that have happened during that time but the counter is well they've improved their diversity hires and you know they've uh, made a lot of charitable contributions and that is all basically lawyer speak for he's rich he's untouchable he's an owner in this league and he's not held to the same standards that you or i are held to i would be absolutely livid I'm, I'm livid and I'm not even directly affected by the stories that are in this investigation. It's it's just sickening to hear that, well, we've got to look at the totality of it. There's a lot of people that are affected by that. And just because there is no smoking gun does not mean that these interviews and these people's stories are should be written off so easily. Look,
1: the The line in the report on page three. In light of these accounts and the totality of evidence reviewed by investigators, the investigation makes no findings that Starver's conduct was motivi- motivated by racial or gender-based animus. Mm-hmm. If so, if you're just that,
0: mean to everybody, it can't be specific right. to anybody.
1: But if you just read that one line, you think there's nothing in this report, right? Mm-hmm. But what this is is a legal version of "boys will be boys." Mm-hmm. Which should not be acceptable in any walk of life, right? right. That and that's what this one line is—the coverage legally that was provided here, mm-hmm. and that everything else is based off of. <clears throat> and how do you even know what the image was? You right.
2: don't. It's 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 exactly that. It's Robert. Will be Robert. Like he's he's not racist or sexist. He's just an idiot with a stupid sense of humor. Like he's he's just Mike Scott from the office. Like it's fine. It's not anything that's bad. It's it's gross the way that they played that off and the way that they continued to do that in Silver's press conference today. Um
0: one of the other things that you were kind of saying, Gerald, too, was that they brought up why is this situation different from Donald Sterling's. Right. And I know that you had a lot of thoughts on the way that their response was.
2: I afraid. did. I did. And and it's He, again, said the quiet part out loud, basically saying there was no gotcha moment where the audio recording went viral and the way that it was disseminated across the public. Everybody got to hear it. Everybody reacted to it. It was like a lightning rod that put additional pressure on the league. And he basically came out and said that today. And I'm just kind of sitting there like we knew that was the case. But for you to actually say it out loud is quite honestly, dismissing all of the testimony, all of the investigative reports that people brought forth to you to do your job. And you're basically telling them, well, you didn't catch it on recording. So it's, it's kind of hearsay. That's, that's basically what it amounts to in this case. What,
1: what bothered me immensely about that too, was he brought up the way it was disseminated. hmm so the reason it was so bad was because Team Z had their hands on it first before you did. Mm-hmm. That's why it was it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Well, not ESPN because it had, existed. Had their
0: hands on it before you did. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm like, it's not because it existed, but because of the way it was disseminated. Uh, like, I, I'm shocked he would say it out loud, and yet I'm not shocked that he'd say it out loud because people are emboldened right now to say the quiet things out loud.
2: Right. And, and he he, the quote that he said was he acknowledged the realism of the audio. So if it's not captured on audio or video, it's not real. Like I don't I, I get that it brings a different like oomph to it. Mm-hmm. it. It puts it in your face in a way that hearing stories or reading it on a 43 page report is not going to. But to just go ahead and say that it, it's just it's very dismissive. Maybe not intentionally, but it's very dismissive of the people that came forward and told these stories i
1: I am not justifying Adam Silver in any way. I'm just gonna is him being a lawyer by trade? Is this lawyer speak as in well, there was no hard evidence so we could get sued if we if we pursued it in a certain way
2: you you there is this whole thing this idea that it's been an independent investigation when every party involved has been operating as if they are under threat of litigation from Sarver, like that has been looming over this entire thing because the way that language is phrased about no gender or racial-based animus, that's bullshit based on the 42 pages that follow it. Like the way that Silver conducted himself today, we have a report from John Gambadoro as well um, that if we could pull that up here, uh, the, the, based on some conversations one, um, Mm-mm. the other one. Yeah. Based on some conversations with NBA people around the league, there's speculation that the NBA did not want a legal battle with Robert Sarver. So they put the report out there to allow it to run its course sponsors reaction, minority owners reaction, media fans, etc. That is a total cop out. That is basically putting the responsibility – and this is what we talked about yesterday. It's unfair to put the responsibility on the players, on the fans, on everybody else to do their part to actually hit the league where it hurts. It's money. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're basically saying, here, get pissed over this and maybe it'll rise to a level where we can actually – where we're forced to do something about it.
0: But until then, this is all you get from us.
2: Right. I mean I
1: I said this yesterday that – that is the NBA's progressiveness. This has never been the league office mm-hmm. that pushes it. It's always been the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the bubble. They weren't going to play. The, the The Bucks were going to refuse to play a playoff game unless things, unless they got certain concessions uh, because of some of the things going on uh, in the world at the time. I, you know, the The Sterling stuff was all about the players' reaction and their unwillingness to play like when when sponsors start pulling out because of certain things that are said that's when attention's paid it's great that you'll put a quality on the back of your jersey uh, in in the bubble and all these other things but that's all platitudes when you have the opportunity to, uh, to inf- uh, you know implement real change to stand up to what uh, what is you know unacceptable you're not doing it You're expecting your players to do it for you.
0: So we'll get into a little bit more of that as far as just putting this on players and what that means and what that looks like and if it's fair or not. But uh, first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This Sunday, the 18th, 1230 p.m., we're hosting a Cardinals watch party at Four Peaks. You can come on down and enjoy us at their brewery in Tempe. You can enjoy drink specials cardinals tickets giveaways uh great food and you get to watch the game on a 220 inch screen it's going to be a really great time a really cool experience and we want you guys to come hang out with us so check the link in our description to sign up today uh just a reminder you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy four peaks beer and we ask that you enjoy responsibly but the entire family no matter your age is welcome at the brewery in Tempe. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccines for a location near you. The first screenshot is a video today. And this is um, Zach Lowe with his thoughts yesterday on the situation.
4: Look, if the slope isn't slippery enough, to get Robert Sarver out of the league after this, that it's just not slippery enough as it is right now. Let's review what's in the report. He said the N-word five times after being told in 2004 that even if you're repeating what another player said or purporting to according to his own recollections, which may not be reliable, that's not okay. 2004, 18 years ago. Then, here's just a partial list of stuff that he said or did around women and even male employees. Told a pregnant woman, eh, you can't really have the same kind of career you're gonna have because you know your child needs a mother, we're gonna to have to take you off this event. Talked about sex acts, talked about condoms, talked about the size of his own penis, made comments about the physical appearance of female staffers, including the son's dancers. Uh, talked about the significant other of a player and her alleged, sexual proclivities around other employees, dropped his pants and his underwear while a physical trainer was performing a fitness examination on him. And the report concluded that he did none of that out of racial or gender-based animus, that he had a sophomoric sense of humor, that he thrived on conflict, that he just sort of didn't read the room in the 2000s and his, his sort of juvenile sense of humor was out of touch. There was no animus. Ask the women who were told that their careers were at stake, that something was right or wrong with their bodies, if they didn't feel that that came from a place of animus. The report is allowing Robert Sarver to hide behind a sophomore extensive humor and letting him off easy because of his mindset or whatever. That's, that stuff comes from animus. I think that conclusion is not correct. And, and frankly... I, I don't know what's gonna happen now. I heard Richard say it's on the players, and the unfortunate thing is, it shouldn't be on the players. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be on the players now to act as employees, to to do all, to, to protest, mm-hmm. to not come to the Suns for whatever reason. It shouldn't be on the players.
2: This is, this is kind of what we talked about a little bit yesterday, and it shouldn't have to be on the players, but unfortunately, it kind of is. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. And for me personally, it would be kind of disappointing if we got the same type of response as we got last year in terms of, you know, we're going to wait for more details on the case before speaking. Um, We're just going to focus on basketball. I understand that on the one hand, it seems hypocritical to say it's unfair for the players to have to say something. And then on the other hand, hope that they do. But that's kind of where I am personally at because they do have a lot of the power in this situation. And we'll talk about the various ways where Sarver and the NBA could actually be hit hard by this situation, but the players are the most obvious and the first and foremost one. If they take a United stand, if they say we're not going to stand for this, if they denounce Sarver as owner, that puts a ton of pressure on the NBA to act. And that puts a ton of pressure on the money side of things as well, which is where you actually have to hit this league for it to matter. Mm-hmm. So I am curious because Media Day is 12 days away now. And I, I want to see what they have to say because Monty and James have talked a lot about the culture they built here in Phoenix, about guys feeling welcome here, about it all being part of a family. And while that's obviously been true on the court, it needs to be true for all the people behind the scenes that have worked for this organization, the people that they have credited in the past for all the little things that they do that allow them to do what they do for a living, I, I'm i very curious to see how they approach it. Obviously, it, it's not fair to them, but I do think that us saying the things that we've been saying, everybody reacting the way they've been reacting, it would be disappointing if they just kind of took a stick-to-basketball approach. Look,
1: uh, James Jones, Monty Williams, everybody on the roster, they all have the right not to say anything. hmm and, and if they exert that right, so be it. But I do not want to hear a damn word about culture and the importance of that and the importance of this family mentality and, and working together because you just mean that in a very small, minute way. I don't want to hear it. If, if, if you choose not to say anything which is fully within your rights, do not talk to me about the culture of your organization and how we're all about building that and, and all these platitudes. Just literally go play basketball and talk about basketball at that point because it, it falls on deaf ears.
0: It's an unfortunate situation for everyone it, to be in, and quite honestly, I blame the NBA at this point. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said in that tweet from Gambo and what he was saying, as far as what he kind of saw around the league, it, it's just the NBA is like, I don't, I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. I don't want other owners or whomever to be mad at me. So, if y'all really care, then let us know. Mm-hmm. it's it's literally it's just so ridiculous. But um, as we mentioned yesterday, there are a few players who have shared some things publicly. Obviously, G. Crowder with the wow and the mind blown emoji. And then you had Jamal Crawford tweeting out Donald Sterling 2.0. We've seen this film before Uh, today. Vince Goodwill of Yahoo Sports tweeted, quote, Silver says Sarver has, quote, evolved as a person over the 18 years in owning the Suns with his behavior. Oh, boy, that's a tough thing to say in the wake to which Gabrielle Union uh, quote tweeted and said, evolved a bunch of question mark exclamation points. The man was just talking about, you know what, in a meeting in 2001. Make it make sense.
1: Which is interesting because she's the wife of now Utah jazz part owner Dwayne Wade. Mm -hmm. So, you know. (sighs)
0: So we have. That and then we also there was a tweet that was sent out and then quickly deleted by Trey Young, who said, Adam can only do so much dot dot dot. You could see it in his eyes. He wanted to fire him for show drug shrug emoji, hashtag levels, hashtag just my thoughts. And then again, like I had mentioned, he deleted this pretty quickly after (laughs) he sent it. But you know how screenshots work.
1: Yeah, right.
0: If you hit send, somebody's got a screenshot Mm -hmm. of it. I think to an
1: extent he might be right about a- Adam Silver not fully believing what he was saying because I've never seen him that out of sorts ever, mm-hmm. but it, it's not an excuse. He still went out there and said those things and stood up there as the mouthpiece for it. And when you do that, you are, you are a part of it.
2: Right. Even Even if we accept this idea that he is beholden to the owners and not the other way around, and that he's kind of basically just doing their bidding, like the lack of preparedness really stood out to me because you knew these questions were coming. You knew that they weren't just going to go easy, ask like three questions about it, and move on to whatever mid-season tournament or whatever. One reporter tried to do that. I know he did. He did. (laughs) And then they got back to Sarver immediately. But just the way that he didn't, he was stumbling over his words. He didn't seem sure about what he was saying. It kind of does reinforce that idea that Gamble brought up that the NBA is kind of just releasing this report, letting us get pissed off about it and putting the onus on the rest of us to make something happen. Mm -hmm. And that if that is the case, it's a sad state of affairs, because if these 30 governors, if these 30 owners are kind of untouchable in this way, the whole system needs to change somehow. There has to be a level of accountability other than these other 29 dudes who also have skeletons in their closet that they don't want their money touched. Like, they all need to be, like, they're all unimpeachable right now. That can't be the case. They have to be held accountable somehow. And if Silver can't do it.
0: And he he even said he doesn't want to draw a line, right? right. But there has to be a line.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: In some capacity, there has to be a line. You have to... As owners, regardless if your rights, because you own property, as Adam Silver called it, Mm -hmm. there has to be standards by which you are held as well. Mm -hmm. If you are able to hold your employees to certain standards, then the NBA as an entire league should be able to hold their owners to a certain standard as well.
1: Since it's a day of saying the quiet things out loud, there are 29... immensely rich in many cases, white men that you're not going to hold them accountable that this organization uh, works at the behest of them. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, it's disgusting, but I'm not sure that you are going to hold them accountable unless you burn down the entire system. And I don't know how you do that because they're the one holding most of the cards in the system
2: themselves. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs, honestly.
0: Uh, we're going to take one more quick break to hear from our sponsors again. Uh, OGs, one of our favorite partners, they've got free stuff for you guys. You can enter our, our flavoring life sweepstakes, and one lucky winner will receive three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. To sign up, head on over to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. You can also check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at OGs Brands, and you can find their products at your local dispensary. But you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Also, I want to tell you guys about Game Time. It's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows, whether you're trying to hit up an Arizona Cardinals game here in the next few weeks Or you've got some concerts you've been eyeing, game time is a great way to save up to 60% on tickets when you buy last minute. So it's really great for all the procrastinators out there uh, or last minute plans if you just kind of get that itch to do something fun. And if you love PHNX, then we know that you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our show notes and our description. So if you've got any plans for upcoming games or concerts, be sure to check out that link. Speaking of sponsors, Mm -hmm. that's another great way that things could potentially change with this situation. Uh, Gerald, I know you've been busy on that front.
2: Yeah, I've been trying because we're going to talk about the different avenues where the NBA and the Suns could really be hit by this and actually enact change. A big one is through sponsorships. If sponsors and corporate partners pull out, that changes the game because then the board of governors, then the Suns minority owners can look at it and say, "Hey, like there are clauses in our agreements where if you are hurting us financially, we can make the decision that you're not up living, you're not holding up to your responsibilities as an owner, um, and we're going to out you at that point." So I've reached out to 14 different uh, partners of the Suns asking for comment. Haven't heard back from any of them because that was just this morning, and it will take some time to get a response for very hard questions, let's be honest. Um, But again, the onus is on someone other than the NBA, other than Sarver, to right these wrongs. And unfortunately, in this case, these are kind of mostly faceless corporations that are going to hide behind a big name. And so I am curious to hear if any of them get back to me, what they have to say when they do. Um, but this is a serious issue because they are in partnership with someone who has been accused of some pretty horrible things. And that's the whole point of reaching out to them for comment is a little bit of accountability and asking, okay, if you're okay with staying in business with this team who is run by this man, why, what are your reasons for sticking around? So we'll see what they have to say about it.
1: Uh, And yeah, there's just a lot that, that goes into that. And a lot of, a lot of aspects that I'm sure will come out over the next days Mm -hmm. and weeks with this. Uh, The whole thing's accelerated by the fact that media day is a week from Monday, Mm -hmm. which means uh, this is going to be front and center yet again, because that'll be the first time players are available coaches. And, and you'd imagine that if there's going to be pressure uh, on sponsors and everyone, it's coming in the next week, week and a half because of all this. And, I I don't know where it goes. I don't know. I don't know that I have faith that that, that anybody stands up and says says anything on this. Yeah, Probably I mean not. it wouldn't
0: surprise me if if it all just kind of everyone was crickets. Mm-hmm. But it it will be interesting to see because I beyond the players this is like if that, if players are 1A this is 1B right? As far mm-hmm. as any meaningful change actually happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One, because it actually messes with the money, which is what everyone cares about, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the number one. Who cares about people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but money, right. that's where we draw the line for sure. Yeah, we know there's man. no gray area when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And because, and I'm sure all of these partners are talking amongst themselves, With their legal teams as well, because as you mentioned, there's probably morality clauses within all of these contracts where partners can break that relationship with the sons. Um, But beyond that, what another report we got from Gambo, he said, here's what could happen in regards to the son's ownership. There is very likely language in the partnership agreement that would allow for the removal of the principal owner for cause. If the minority owners determine that Robert Sarver violated his fiduciary duties and acted unethically and immorally, they could look to act on that clause, which basically how I understand this is if Robert Sarver's actions mess with their money, they can put it to a vote to get him out.
1: It depends what the language is, though. Mm -hmm. I know that Robert Sarver only owns 35 percent of it when it's all said and done but there's rumors that that is written in such a way that it makes that really difficult. very very close to impossible to pull off so work again it comes down to legal wrangling and uh, and legal terminology that this mm-hmm. all all seems to be hinged on in general
2: right i'm, I'm dying to look at what that what that agreement might look at and read through some of the language. I would love to get my hands on that, but um, yeah, this is going to come down to John Najafi and kind of a somewhat hostile takeover. And it's, it's sad because Sarver only owns like 35% of the team. Mm -hmm. He's not a complete owner. Like a lot of, this is one of the bigger ownership groups in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken, as far as how many different partners they have. Um, and I, I know that John Najafi has not been a fan of Sarver's. He has brought Colin Kaepernick to games, sitting courtside when after the investigation or the ESPN article dropped. Um, so our hopes kind of rest on him. If it's going to come down to the minority owners, I feel like he's the one that would be leading that charge. If there is a clause that they can, you know, target and be like, let's act on that right now. Um We haven't heard from them i've also reached out to them to see if they'll give us a comment again very fresh just happened today so we'll see but he's the guy that you'll want to keep your eyes on moving forward
1: the the question is what do you stand for Mm -hmm. what do you what do you want your name tied to and what's most important and those are the questions in front of the players the sponsors the owners and uh it's big business so we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out where it all lays here. Right, and, and
2: someone in the in the chat asked about as far as league owners voting a league owner another league owner out. I think it has to be over seventy five percent of the board of governors would have to vote. But
0: that's separate to what Gambo yes. was saying. Yes. That is for the Suns ownership group, right? Um, so the Suns ownership group, depending on what that language in that contract looks like, might have an avenue to do something, and then overall league ownership also would have an avenue to do something. I would be shocked if that happened (laughs) with the league owners.
1: Well, they asked point blank, was that discussed Mm -hmm. in the board of governors meeting today? And Adam Silver point blank said, no, it was not discussed. Uh, Somebody brings up, uh, I I think it's David Bailey uh, about with the year suspension, Robert Sarver not having a vote. They actually are going to appoint somebody to fill in him for him as the as the interim uh, governor interim governor of the and managing general partner of this team and he has a say in that along with the league. So And I'm
0: sure there's some loophole like yeah, sure, Adam Silver said Robert can't have any Any connection to that, but I'm sure there's some loophole there where, well, if we talk as friends, Mm -hmm. it doesn't count. We're not talking about business.
1: And how, honestly, how closely is the NBA going to monitor that? that? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not not as if they're putting on some anklet and making sure he doesn't, you know, cross a certain threshold at the arena Mm -hmm. or or the training facility. This is probably going to be scout's honor. You know, it's probably police yourself kind of thing so uh, there's a lot uh, a lot of questions and a lot of people uh internally that still need to answer for some of what happened over there as
2: well Mm -hmm. this whole thing is a joke to be honest with you like the press conference today the amount of power that the nba actually has and will probably use to enforce any of the things it just handed down like they're gonna get their 10 million dollar check and That's about it. That's about it. Like this is, it's pathetic, honestly. And it it makes me, it makes me angry and it makes me angry when I realize that I'm not directly affected by it. But a lot of people that I know and see on a day-to-day basis could be for all that I know. I I just, I, it's sickening the way that this whole thing has gone down, the way that people continue to defend it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just like. And it's just it's just so bad. Like, I don't get how it could get to this point and how they can't enforce literally anything and how the onus is now on the players to say something, the fans to boycott or the sponsors to pull out. It's deflecting blame everywhere but where it should be. And instead, there are real people who are their well-being, their livelihood is at stake. There were people that were fired because of the things that went down in these in this report. It's just an absolute shit show. And today's press conference cemented it as a complete joke for me.
1: Well, and they're supposed to be a representation of, of our city, of mm-hmm. our state. Uh, you know, they're playing in a publicly funded building, mm-hmm. uh, at least a partially publicly funded a uh, building. I mean, there's all sorts of uh, ways that this is intertwined into a lot of things. And uh, yeah, I, at some point you start to become numb to a lot of it which is unfortunate mm-hmm. too because you just keep hearing it and uh, and that's just the reality of it but there's so many questions still to be answered and it, i i am waiting with bated breath to see who actually is willing to uh, to make the hard choices in in the situation
0: i will say that while they're are a lot of people who are still trying to defend uh, Sarver's actions and the decisions that the NBA has made, at least on my timeline. And granted, I'm not very – I don't tweet a lot, especially about these type of things. <laughs> yeah. But at least on my timeline, which I feel like is a lot of you guys who listen to our show and, and view our show, uh, it's been really positive. Mm -hmm. A positive response from the fans as far as the support they're showing to all of the current and former employees of the Suns who had to go through this stuff, um, putting pressure on sponsors, constantly tagging them in their tweets and retweeting things and, and not letting this conversation die, even though it's only been, what, like 36 hours or something of that nature. but. Just the fact that you guys care enough to go out of your way to use your own social media platforms, it, it does mean a lot because like Espo and I were both there. Like a lot of these people, like you said at the top, they're our friends. Like quite literally, they are our friends. Mm-hmm. And we see firsthand how this place and these people have harmed people that we genuinely care about. And even if they're if even if it's somebody who came who was before me or after me or same for you. Like we're, these are real life people. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing to remember is that it's so easy to be disconnected to it when you're not there and you're not seeing it firsthand or experiencing it firsthand. But if you saw me like completely shit on Gerald, I would like to think you guys would be upset (laughs) about that. Right? Like, and I'm not talking about joking, (laughs) but like if I just completely just, went off on you, I would hope you guys would be mad at me beyond just calling me Chelsea, right? (laughs) Like, put yourself in the shoes of some of the people here who came forward and think about how it has affected their lives, their careers, their families, their pocketbooks. These people are not multimillionaires. They can't just move on and bounce back and start a business or whatever. Like, there are real effects. To what has happened over the last eighteen years under Robert Sarver at that organization?
1: Well, and I talked to many people yesterday that that were suffering yesterday because of what was said. You know, because they had uh, they'd come out, they had, they had spoken, they they were hurt all over again by the way it was uh, the way it was handled, the way it was talked about. Look, we live in America. Robert Sarver has the right to say things and do things, but that doesn't mean he has the right to have no consequences Mm -hmm. because he does it. You choose to say things to do things and that's your right. But that does not mean you have a complete blank check to do it and get away with it without repercussion. And uh, he got a small one and I think there may be more to come.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Before we say goodbye, we do want to remind you, if you are looking for some furniture, More Furniture is having a fall sale. They set up our studio and offices here, hooked us up with some really great pieces. So if you're looking for furniture right now, head on over to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com to check out their fall sale Also, shout out to Mountain Mike's Pizza, who brought lunch for us today. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really cute. They wrote notes on the inside of the pizza boxes, and one of them said, feed Chelsea first, (laughs) to which everyone at this company clearly (laughs) missed the message, because when I came in, half that pizza was gone. (laughs) But it's okay. I'll share. (laughs) But thank you, Mountain Mike Pizza. Uh, Also, thank you guys again for tuning in. We appreciate you. I know it hasn't been exactly the best week as far as sun's content goes and it hasn't been fun and light over here like we usually are and love having this show be but as we mentioned throughout this entire show this is a really important issue that we can't just let get swept under the rug Mm -hmm. um we'll see you guys tomorrow 2 p.m same place same time or you can catch us on whatever platform you get your podcasts on don't forget to rate review subscribe until we see you tomorrow you can follow me on twitter at lindsay smith az you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borghae, and you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
1: Actions have consequences. Hey yo, Just remember that. Ahoy hoy. Megas and
3: Castrolini go. never gonna
4: let go. BHNX Doe, Lindsay, Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we hit a turn up the tempo. Got to understand me.